Welcome to the Youthscape podcast, the podcast for Christians who work with young people. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Youthscape podcast. But wait up, it's not just another episode, it's the final episode in this new season, our new normal, um, in the new look podcast. And my name has been and will remain Rachel Gardner. And next to me is my favourite has been, who will remain Martin Saunders. Oh, <laughs> do you know what I love about that? Is it only took two takes for you to... <laughs> To get the joke that you'd written down out. So thank you. For, let's thank, thank you for doing it again. <laughs> we got that. I just had to do it. Well done. Because our aim has been to be pro- as professional as we possibly can. That's muster. certainly how we started. That is how we started. I remember the first episode of this season. We, we definitely were like on our best behaviour. It was like yes. the headmaster was sat, like, in the room. sat in the room with yes, us. Yes, it was. And then it's it's been on a slow decline ever since. Well, I think lovely Aaliyah Pike put it beautifully that in the second episode, at one point I laughed and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Open the, the facade went, yes. Hey, so we've had, this is the first time in our history of two years of doing this, of doing seasons. And this this has been fun, hasn't it? Focusing in on a specific topic around youth ministry. Have you enjoyed the process? Yes, this has been fun. I have enjoyed this. <laughs> that is good. I think that's the correct answer. It is the correct no, answer. No, it has. It's, it's been good to focus in a little bit. Yeah. And we've had... Uh, we've had two guests, three guests on on most of the the episodes. We've tried to focus in on specific kind of yes. angles on this bigger theme of how we process the new normal. And so this is kind of how we're thinking we might do it. And Ooh. we'll talk at the end of this podcast mm-hmm. about how we'd love to gather a little bit of feedback because we do mm. love an evaluation, oh. don't we, at Youthscape? We love an evaluation. And so we're going to actually evaluate this and try and make it even better in season two. It, well, the, the strange thing is, it's only season two next time we do this, although we've been oh, yeah. doing this for a while. We, a little while, a yeah. A little while. Now, can we talk about evaluations? Because I, I am now tentatively going back into schools and doing like whole day RE days. And I had forgotten the, the joy of being told, oh, the last 10 minutes of a lesson needs to be the evaluation form. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't like that. No. Like I know evaluation's good, but I'm like, it's 10 whole minutes <gasps> when we could be doing some really fun stuff and we're doing the one thing that young people hate. They hate it. That's so we realise, dear listeners, that probably evalu- evaluation is probably not the most sexy thing you want to hear from us. Neither was Martin's reference to himself wearing a, bi- a bikini or a mankini on episode, I think it was number four. Right. Well, so we're forgetting that one as well. Do you know, um, just just something I've I've just thought, which fills me with absolute joy. <laughs> you know, when you, you just realise something, you think, oh, this is oh, a, no. this is great um i've got to do your appraisal this year oh yes you are you are now my line yeah. manager so i have to How do your appraisal work? shall we do a special edition oh, of the podcast what, what, what? which is just your appraisal my appraisal in front of a whole army of friends we could do it in front of a live <laughs> studio audience next year we could no, I put, we probably won't do that. But I love the power that I have. I didn't realise I didn't oh, even think gosh, about get that. Get back in your box, Saunders. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I want you to bring th- three areas for improvement. Oh my goodness! I will. I will. I will bring tears to start oh, off with. Don't try and that. And lots on. of snot. Don't try um, that. 
And it, will there be a decent meal involved in this? I'm not buying you dinner. Why are you not this buying This is an appraisal. <laughs> Tell you what, though, the interesting thing is, doesn't that happen in the youth ministry world so much? Like, it is, like, we had these great friendships, and you're like, well, actually, you're my boss, I'm your boss. Yeah. This, is a, this is, a tr- is a tricky thing to People navigate. find it difficult to believe yeah. sometimes that I'm their boss. <laughs> People don't know. That's, I haven't that's told more, them. They didn't get the memo. No. That's more to the and point. then they they can't. So make sense hands of it. up, all of you that d- listening to this that did not know Martin's your boss. Look, there's a hand. There's another. There's another hand. Your hands up. My hands up. I had no idea. Well, for the first few years of my life at Youthscape, it was Chris Curtis, although nobody told him and no one told me. <laughs> so I think it was like let's let's at least give her someone to talk to. <laughs> so in this final episode yes. of the new normal series and my job. We thought that what we would do um, would be to to think about um, something that we've talked about a lot over the last few weeks and months, um, but maybe not specifically covered on this on on this show. Um, and that is, um, how are we seeing God show up in the lives of young people mm. um, during this strange time of pandemic? And how is it that we can help young people to encounter God more? Mm. So we've got a fabulous guest coming. Um, but before that, I thought we would talk a little bit about, I'm going to give us permission to talk about our own contexts because <gasps> we haven't been allowed. Yes. There's been a sort of a bit of a Preston and a Rygate ban. There has, yes. But we're just allowing it just for the final episode. So yes. we're going to talk about the, the youth ministry that we've both been involved in uh, over the last term. So um, why, don't, why don't you go first? So talk a little bit about yes. where you've seen the Lord. Yes, Everywhere, obviously. This oh, is Preston. Keep showing up. <laughs> you showing up. I have been bowled over, Martin, um, by the hunger in the young people that I that I meet. Hunger for deep encounter with God. And I I don't I don't say that as if like I had no idea young people want to encounter God, because I know they do, but I I really thought that that it would that we would never get to to where we were pre-COVID until things looked like pre-COVID again. Um, and so classic things like we have uh, Tuesday nights, half of the youth group turn up physically, the other half are still accessing it via Zoom. They've got to wear masks. They've got to sit socially distanced. If we do any games, we've got to kind of mitigate the pants off, you know, the hand sanitizer. So it, it's really limited. And then we sing worship, but we can't sing worship, but we stand and we say, use your whole body. And I look around and these young people who are quite socially anxious, who are still working out their faith, some of them are from atheist communities and families, some of them from Christian families, they are stood there like arms out, arms in the air. I know that's not an indication of more devout worship, but something in them is stronger. And and I've been blown away by that. Like I feel I've... I've not had to work hard to make it fun, make it convincing. They, they've just landed hungry. And, and we've had more young people rocking up to things. Now, this is not to say, wow, look at us. Aren't we? No, we've, we've done nothing differently. I don't know. I just don't know what that is. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to know what that is. I just go with it. But. I have had some very similar experience to that. So about, uh, I don't know, just midway through September, we were realising that just doing online youth work was not going to cut it with a whole group of our precious young people. They were just not going to check into the online stuff that we were doing. We've carried on doing that all the way through. We're still doing it. Um, but we realised that we needed to get something going face to face. And because the restrictions kept changing and and we were really concerned about starting something that might have to change again in two weeks, we decided not to do a sort of 
group meeting, which a lot of people have done, you know, gathering up to 15 young people in a COVID secure um, group venue. Uh, instead, what we did was we launched a youth service. So we took advantage of the fact that our church wasn't running an evening service anymore. And we just we just said, hey, if we space out chairs, could we get kind of 30 young people in there, make it just for the teenagers? And uh, we'll get lots of them participating, but we're going to keep it really, um, we're going to keep it really focused on God. Mm-hmm. And we're going to keep it really, I mean, for want of a better word, serious. Yeah. We're not going to try and do lots of fun and games. In fact, the worst thing we've done in the five or six weeks, the only thing that really didn't work was when we tried to bring in a sort of fun game that you play with your mobile phone. Mm. But apart from that, doing that for six weeks, we've seen an amazing sense of connection between young people and God. Mm -hmm. Young people who we wouldn't actually have expected necessarily to have any sort of deep faith or connection with God Mm. have really thrown themselves into it. We've had, honestly, I mean, I, I... it's actually been not fun. Mm. You know, it's not just not had any fun in it. It's not been fun. We've talked about some hard stuff. Mm. We've spent time in prayer, in silence, listening to a little bit of music, a lot of guided meditation stuff. Mm. And we've had short talks. We've had a little bit of prayer ministry, but it has been serious. Mm -hmm. It has been like, come here, take an hour out of your week and let's get serious about God. Mm. And I I think young people, what's really shocked me, and it speaks to my own lack of faith, um, is how well the young people have engaged with that. They yeah, needed it. It's been like oxygen to them. Yeah, it's been like the yeah. one thing that has worked for them in this time is turning off the screens, getting into an old church building, yeah. you know, going low tech and spending an hour quietly reflecting, trying to listen for the voice of God, trying to connect with God themselves. Um, and we've seen more and more young people wanted to get engaged. People have asked to do readings and pray who I <gasps> frankly have never even, yes. you know, who've never ever shown the slightest bit of interest in Christian faith. Yeah. Um, and we've seen, as you said, young people quietly opening their hands, yeah. adopting a softer position, really focused, no one talking to each other. Like this is stuff I never would have had the faith to believe was possible. Yeah. And it's all happened because we were like, let's just... Let's just stop trying to talk about God and entertain them, yeah. which is our previous approach. And let's just try and get them into the presence of God and hope that somehow he takes over. Yeah. Do you know what? He did. Because he really likes doing that, doesn't he? Mm. And and I've I've been amazed that, that it hasn't cut across certain lines. So anyone listening to this thinking, well, your young people might do that because they're X, Y, and Z. I, I found in Preston it hasn't followed suit that young people who have been core young people are more likely to do this we've had young people from outside the minster who spent most of lockdown sat in the graveyard they're they're in there they're mm-hmm. they're connecting so it doesn't seem to follow that that um the stuff that made sense pre-covid is now making sense now it does feel like god is doing a, a new thing because because irrelevant of pandemics god is always doing a new thing it's just maybe we're giving god space to flip and do it yeah um i got myself into a bit of trouble on twitter that's not ago. like you, not Rachel. Like but I um, I had a conversation on the phone with a 21-year-old, squeezing into youth group age. Um, this 21-year-old wanted to know whether they could come to Preston Minster to check out a service because as, as lockdown was happening, he's from a completely unchurched um, background, very negative to faith. Um, but he had big questions. He was in halls of residence entirely on his own. So we thought, I'll Google online church. And my initial thought was like, oh, gosh, did you, you didn't, did you? Do you still want to meet any of us? Um, and he found a few different churches and he probably went through and found something that resonated with him. Um, and then he said, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that my generation 
takes Christianity seriously. Like he, mm. And he, he asked me, he said, Martin, um, I, the media, I thought the media said that churches are dying and it's only a certain demographic that go to church. But I, is that is that true? And I said, well, of course, there'll be churches of all different demographics. And some churches you walk into, you might not see any young people, but there are plenty of churches where there are young people. And he said this, he said... So has the media been lying to me all this time? And mm. I felt it was one of those conversations where when you hear someone recount it, you're like, no, no, you've massaged that for an illustration. Mm. There's no way a young person said it like that. But he really did. Mm. I, I put that on Twitter and I put a photo of young people in our church, Prestonminster, with stage lights on. Some young people sat on the stage talking about faith. Young people sat slightly cafe style. And I put the image on and it caused... It caused a real stir. Did didn't it? It did. Why didn't people like it, Rachel? Some people very kindly explained to me why why they didn't like it, and I naively hadn't seen what they saw. They saw cafe style, and they thought I was saying the only way that young people encounter with God is cafe style. They saw a slick stage and bright lighting, and thought I was saying the only way young people encounter with God is if you have an all singing or dancing relevant style thing. They saw um, an alpha logo in the backdrop. I hadn't even realised that was there. They said they thought I was saying the only way young people engage is if we, is in their words, dumb down faith. I don't believe that's what alpha does. Um, and and they said there's no poor people. There's no. And I I in the end I did answer back. I said. Um, it's cafe style because it's COVID compliant. Mm. The lights are on stage because after four o'clock it's dark up north. Uh, my rough sleeper friends didn't want to be in the shot. And, and it was an alpha evening. You know, they don't have alpha signs. And I, I just, I felt really defensive, but I felt defensive because I thought none of these young people are coming to encounter God because they think what we're doing is cool. Mm. Like, they, none of this is because we've made this relevant. No. They're hungry. Yeah. And we happen to be putting something on that they can connect with. And I think you and I both feel like... Sorry, that's my rant over now. (laughs) You done? I am done. Okay. (laughs) I think both of us feel that there's a a real sense of like young people hungering for something real real. and truthful and something they can take hold of. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about the psalmist in this series, you know, describing God as as a fortress. Yeah. And, and and I think young people would love a fortress right now. Yes. They'd love good. that. And so they they connect with this this idea that actually God might be might be real and might be accessible mm-hmm. to them. And so, you know, you strip away all the weird rubbish that we've put around church and Christianity and you just um. say, Hey, we want to get you into the presence of god mm. of course of course they love that and there's no right or wrong way of doing that we're not saying oh you need to no, set do it, it this out way. No, with no. these lights no, no, no. or you need to do it in this kind of church or anything like that but no. what we're saying is the principle here is maybe we should stop trying to entertain mm-hmm. and stop trying to talk around god mm-hmm. and simply invite young people to taste and see yes and to get into his presence stop being miserly with our living hope i think that's a really good one and i think as well possibly if 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 lockdown has taught me anything it's um that actually people will be drawn like moths to a flame so if if as a church community of three people or 300 people on zoom or physically if there's something hot about your god encounter like if it's genuine for you if it's meaningful for you if if jesus interests you if jesus is saving your life now then that is relevance because that's holiness and holiness is always relevant because it's always at, it's always against mainstream it's always outside the mainstream and so i so i do think if if coming out of this we realize that our greatest gift on one level is that we are 
burning bright um not because we know it all and not because we have it all um outside of we have it all in christ don't we but not because our churches have all the answers but i think young people will be drawn to something hot and holy and will be drawn to people who are not afraid to do hard holy things um and, and i think this generation don't see a gap between scrubbing the blood off the steps after a fight of you know homeless community and feeding the homeless and worshiping jesus they, they get that they get that that is all part of the same gospel i think that's that is beautiful yeah and of course we want to announce now that uh, rachel and i have a new show coming out on uh, <laughs> tbn called hot and holy and it's it's the two of us talking about just more of this stuff really but in a, a with a nice studio brick red brick studio backdrop no yeah that'd be awesome Hot and Holy with Martin oh. and Rachel. Who wouldn't want to watch that? Well, I don't know, but I still stand by. We burn bright, people. We burn bright. So don't, uh, don't, don't put your faith in Domino's Pizza. We what? <laughs> we, we, well, that's how we get young people in church. Normally, oh, I isn't see. It? I see. I was like, what? That's yes. a segue. <laughs> now, a lot of the time, we uh, are quite critical of social media. We do down social media. We talk about the need to turn off social media. But today. Social media has thrown up something interesting for us. So uh, you and I have been having this conversation on the podcast. And then uh, producer Amy came across this social media post, which is very can interesting. I, can I just say that I've only just made the connection that she obviously wasn't listening to us because she'd have been on social media while we were speaking to find this information. So I think, I think we've revealed something there, Martin. Producer Amy doesn't sit there hanging on our every word. I can't believe it. <laughs> she's literally silent. She's, she's now not speaking. Amy. She's mumbled. She knows. <laughs> Amy, what have you got to say for yourself? I actually saw that post a while ago, but I was reminded of it when we were talking. Oh, that so then you That's very good. <laughs> I always hang on your every word. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway... Would you believe this one, you know, sometimes good can come from social media. And I believe what follows is very good, Rachel. So uh, this is Hannah Hodges, who put a fascinating post on Facebook just about the challenges of worship leading during lockdown. And she threw out the gauntlet, really. She said to, you know, if you are a worship leader, particularly with young people, why does it just look like one person with a guitar and everyone else sort of singing along in their lounge? Couldn't we be more creative and engaging? And so we thought, ooh, let's chat to Hannah. Hannah Hodges. So Hannah Hodges is a lecturer, vocal coach at Nexus, and she's also one of the lead worship pastors at her church in Coventry. And this is what she had to say for herself. Hannah, as uh, we, we all know, we're all spending much more time online and sort of reading each other's content a bit more. And um, and a producer Amy and I were reading one of your recent posts where you, you sort of spoke very eloquently and powerfully about the role of youth ministry, of worship in youth ministry and worship in general um, at this time. And you said something that convicted me to my heart. You talked mm. about we need to make sure that we're not just presenting the idea that, that worship is just a bunch of singing and, and particularly mm -hmm. when everything is online, let's get more creative. So we were like, we need to talk to them. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> what was behind that for you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, it's just something that I've been reflecting on recently. If you have ever had a conversation with another Christian about what worship is, it's almost guaranteed that you will agree on the fact that worship isn't limited to singing. Um, but 
when the COVID restrictions hit, it seems like myself included, many of us just found ourselves at a complete loss on how to lead our congregations, how to lead our youth groups in worship, which is crazy, really, because we, we talk about all the time, you know, worship is a lifestyle and there are so many different expressions. Yet, when it comes to planning our times of worship, it often doesn't reflect that. Um, and so as a, a teacher myself, I'm, uh, I'm in charge of kind of planning and leading our whole school worship times. And again, I was just facing this blank page of I had absolutely no ideas on how to um, plan a time of worship. And I realized I was hit with this conviction of, oh, my goodness, over time, subconsciously, even though I talk about worship being a lifestyle all the time, I've managed to think I can only encounter his presence through singing. Um, and it was the wake up call. Honestly, I didn't know I needed. And I think a lot of people are kind of finding that they're struggling for ideas and realizing how do we how do we navigate this time i think you you've hit the nail on the head and i would say in this time of lockdown again and we're moving in and out of regional and national mm. lockdowns aren't we but, but definitely in the first lockdown a huge numbers of youth workers were saying i can move my youth discussion stuff online we can do like interactive bible studies we can play crazy games yeah. and do some olympics but the one thing that we're not yeah, doing together worship. is worshiping and it's interesting that you say we all would agree that worship is more than singing and yet in that instance we all knew that we meant the singing that we used to do together mm. led by somebody with a guitar probably yeah. that's the bit that just feels completely unrealistic impractical weird um so so what is it so what is it about the the online space is it simply practically it, you can't all be singing at the same time like what is it that this opportunity has given us to make us rethink worship altogether what, what mm. what's behind yeah i think i mean if you've ever i don't know if you've ever tried to sing over zoom before yeah it's an absolute disaster <laughs> just anything that you try to do even just um, reading scripture in unison together is just, it's a nightmare because of the delay and because of the lag. And so I think, yeah, just largely because of that practical, that practicality of not being able to do things in unison together, it just, it's like taken, it's like taken the rug out from under our feet, hasn't it? Yeah, like you said, it's, it's easy, maybe, well, it's easier to think of games or like fun ideas that you could do, but just worship has been such a um, conundrum for so many people. What is it about um, the concept of worship that, that even though as youth workers and practitioners, we, we know it's more than simply singing, mm. why do we struggle to deeply connect with the idea that it is more than just singing? Because when that singing piece is taken away from us, we do feel robbed of worship yeah, yeah. not one expression where we feel robbed of community why why do we struggle with that so much yeah, that's a great question which i've been asking myself a lot as well um and i think it is important to say that um that singing is amazing and it's it's good and it's okay to grieve the loss of singing i love singing i literally spend my whole week teaching singing if i'm not teaching singing then i'm writing essays about singing um and absolutely, we can encounter God's presence through that. But I think so many people, they just, they've never practiced actually worshiping, having corporate worship times when they don't do anything else except sing. That's so common in 
uh, kind of evangelical charismatic settings in youth groups if you've grown up in church then you would naturally kind of associate corporate worship with singing even if you know that worship doesn't equal singing that's just naturally what we would associate it with so to think completely out of that box is challenging but not impossible I, I think what I found quite helpful as a, a youth worker in this season is is separating off singing from music. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. on the whole, we hope that singing is quite musical. <laughs> when we were allowed to to um, do youth work in person um, for a bit, and then we can't now, but we'll come back to that as mm. well. Um, it was incredible g- gathering the young people together and they were, we were all wearing masks and we had lovely Joe, who is a great worship leader. And by that, I mean more than just singing, <laughs> but he's great at singing. Um, songs that the young people love, they deeply connect with the tune, they deeply connect with the words. And we said, guys, we're not allowed to sing, but let's just, let's stand here or lie here or sit here and let's connect with this. Mm. And for the first time I saw our youth ministry connect with their bodies so although they weren't moving their mouths and making the sound mm. I saw more hands in the air more young people choosing to kneel or sit and it's not that watching those outward expressions says to me great that was a great time of worship yeah. but it's really interesting observing that they still wanted to connect with the music and I suppose that's what I want to ask you really although we want to say it's bigger than the music there is something about connecting our emotions to God mm. with the help music that feels so powerful for this generation maybe every generation but particularly for this generation is there something specific for this generation that music plays such a key role in yeah absolutely I mean I think um music can um it allows us to emotionally connect with things in ways that I wouldn't be able to completely explain because I know there's a lot of um you know, deeper scientific and psychological stuff about how music engages our emotions. But um, yeah, that's definitely one way I really see that happening. And that is completely, completely valid and needed. So I guess it's kind of thinking of creative ways that you can still utilize music, or even just if you get to the thing behind the thing, how can I enable my youth group to fully connect with God emotionally spiritually physically through their bodies to kind of get that same result that music can achieve but thinking of it in different ways so I don't know putting on um, putting on a worship song encouraging them to use their bodies use sign language use actions actions don't have to be just for kids songs Um, you can try dance or drama or painting or poetry or spoken word get creative with ways that you can you know get your youth group to connect with God in that same way and that those ideas are just amazing I I can just hear myself and so many youth workers going oh that idea will really work oh that idea yeah you'll find what does and doesn't work (laughs) I remember an infamous um soul survivor where once once to preach and I ended the preach by putting on a track from the showman the greatest yeah. showman and said come on let's dance the rest of that they're like what yeah. so I suppose it's, it's kind of 
connecting with what is the kind of the, the culture of our mm. youth ministry. Like where are their where do their creative juices flow? Yeah. Can word about yeah you know, art and um yeah graphics and graffiti and that kind of thing. Yeah, so so let's let's tease into that a bit more. Like you know, we've been put into a situation where we have to realise that youth that that worship is more than singing. Mm. What are some of the things that you've done with your students that have been a, a real a genuine moment of worship mm. but have not been the classic here's a song let's all sing it or here's a worship song on youtube let's listen to it what have you found has really connected with young people yeah yeah definitely um gosh i've been so surprised actually by um by my students responses and absolutely as the you know as a youth leader you will know what will work and what absolutely won't work with your youth group but three kind of main things that i've tried to uh, stick to number one get stuck into scripture absolutely um you know colossians 3 16 to 17 is often used to promote singing together as an act of worship which is absolutely correct um, but so often we miss the fact that the primary call is to let the word of christ dwell within us permeating every aspect of our being then out of that overflow we teach and admonish and we train and sing with thankfulness to God in our hearts. Scripture shouldn't be the side dish. It should be the main meal. It's the main thing that we build around. So some things that we've been trying um, at Nexus ICA when we've had our corporate worship times, we've been doing Lectio Divina, which is a form of meditating on scripture, memorizing verses together, um, or just reading scripture aloud in unison whilst underscored by kind of an instrumental track. That's been brilliant. Uh, secondly, um, champion participation. 1 Peter 2.9 outlines that we, the church, are all a royal priesthood. So I would encourage you don't take the com somewhat comfortable route in, you know, just singing four back-to-back -back songs by yourself. Think about how can I intentionally include um, members of my youth group to lead worship why not ask some people to pray a specific prayer from scripture um, share testimonies with each other that's such a huge part of our worship that we can really engage with um, and then just encouraging if you're meeting together encouraging instrumentalists maybe to play out or like sing out a melody by themselves um, and then thirdly and finally just get creative um, why not explore expressions of worship that you haven't tried before and don't be afraid of, um, of things getting messy or potentially not being as polished or professional as they used to being. We're in a pandemic. This year has been one of upheaval and grief and loss. And so embrace the mess, step outside of your comfort zone because I found when I do that, it teaches me time and time again. Um, not to rely on my own strength and my ability to lead worship, but to be wholly dependent on the Holy Spirit. So try, um, you could try, yeah, like I said, dance, drama, spoken liturgy, decode a worship song together that you've been singing beforehand, you know, get up the lyrics, encourage your youth group to think, okay, where can I see this in scripture? What does this mean? You know, what doctrines of faith are present in this? Um, or just being in silence as well is such a beautiful expression of worship that I think the charismatic and evangelical church can really reclaim spoken liturgy as well if it works with the delay on zoom or if you meet in person um yeah I've just learned through this process that um 
only featuring singing or only playing four back-to-back songs in worship is actually such a limited expression of worship. It's like only, I described it as only seeing one color of the rainbow or only using like salt and pepper to season your meal. There's so much, there's so much that we're missing out on that we didn't even realize about. So yeah, that's a whole bunch of ideas and stuff. So powerful. And I just listening to you, I think what I'm coming away with is whatever we choose to do, be intentional about it. Name it. You talked about the thing behind the thing and and name the thing. And Mm. I'm just thinking about my own context. I think because it's been difficult to do it, we've attempted it and then it's been a bit embarrassing and awkward, so we've not done it anymore. (laughs) I think that's really encouraging. We name it. We're now going to listen to so-and-so share their testimony and they're going to read something opposite. And this is Mm. our act of worship to name something that young people are like, oh, yeah, I didn't realise this was worship. So I I would like to ask you another question, because I think one of the things that I've been so impressed with looking at the youth ministry community is that we have adapted remarkably quickly. Extremely well. Youth all across the country and and four nations, like we've we've innovated different stuff and it looks different now to how it did six, seven months ago. I think one of the things that we're also doing probably is when we're doing our youth ministry online is we're doing it a bit more professionally we're realizing camera angles mm-hmm. and 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 I'm, I'm part of a church where we we get out and do lots of prayer walking we do lots of messy stuff we also um have musicians that want to do the singing bit to the best of their ability and so I know currently right now we're in the minster working very hard to record worship songs to a really high quality because yeah. they really the church and those connecting in to to not hear music out of tune and stuff where does professionalism and wanting to do this the best that we can where is that a friend of worship where when is that an enemy yeah that's such a good question I mean that's a massive discussion isn't it um yeah absolutely I think it has to be a balance it has to be and you have to know what your motives are I think and be really clear with your intentions in why you are making specific decisions so uh, firstly I think that um like desiring excellence and desiring uh, like a good standard of the way that you do things is great I think that's brilliant we want to serve God the best that we can with the gifts that he's given us right with the resources and what we have in our hands I think that's brilliant um but I also think that that cannot be sacrificed that shouldn't you know sorry that has to be sacrificed on the altar of asking God what do you want to teach us in this time and if that is I want you to step out of the box and to learn to worship me in new ways if that is I want to teach you or I want to you know, um, have relationship with you on a more intimate level in this season, then we have to be prepared, I think, to sacrifice professionalism on that altar. Um, And that altar, as it were, will be different for every church and for every youth group. And it's, it's part of our, um, part of our uh, privilege, I think, as youth leaders and as worship pastors to really press in for our youth group, to press in for our congregation and to inquire of the Lord, God, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing in this time? What is it that you want us to come out of this season having built as a youth group or as a worship congregation? That's such wisdom there. And just one final question. Have you written any new songs in this season that have have come out 
specifically of what God is saying to you and doing in you in this very challenging time? What's that been like for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, songwriting is something I'm trying to actively practice um, more anyway. But yeah, I mean, uh, my church released a song that I wrote called Emmanuel. Um, You can find it, (laughs) quick plug, (laughs) you can find it on Spotify under St. Mark's Worship. Um, And it's called Emmanuel. And it's about um, God dwelling with us in that time. You know, so often when we use the phrase Emmanuel, you only really hear it at Christmas referred to little baby Jesus because everyone, you know, draws out that Isaiah passage, which is great and absolutely right. Um, But we can forget that God is Emmanuel in difficult seasons that God is not just Emmanuel at Christmas he's Emmanuel in June when we were all stuck in our houses and he's Emmanuel now in November when we're going through it again and there's upheaval in our world at the moment so I think we should hear that song Hannah I think everyone listening would like to hear that song now in the spirit of what we've been talking about which is Worship is more than music. <laughs> We're never going to play a song. <laughs> how do you want us to? Ch- how do you want to challenge us to receive it? How yeah. how could we experience this in a way that stretches our understanding of worship? Yeah, that's great. Um, I would encourage you to listen out to the lyrics. I think more than anything, whilst we've discussed music is brilliant, music can engage our emotions in so many beautiful ways and help us connect with God. Um. But in light of what we've talked about in kind of uh, retraining our brains almost to think about worship than more than just music, um, listen to the words and let the truth of these words sink into your spirit. Let it be fresh truth that God is Emmanuel. You can meditate on those words. You know, you can go back and listen and like replay a certain section. Um, Maybe before it plays, you can ask the Holy Spirit just to come Um, and let certain words or phrases be highlighted for you and then you can pray on that you can just pause the podcast where it is and just spend some time praying about that specific line or that specific word faithful from the start our creator god speaking light into the darkness Held within the love, the Father Spirit's love, so I will sing of your goodness, for you've never left me, and you never will, for when I'm faithless, you are
So, Rachel, are you feeling a little sad that this is this is the end? Like when we finish speaking, when one of us stops now, it's over. It's over. I'm on I'm on the car. I'm in the car even going back up north. I know. I know it is sad, but we will be back. We will. I'm sure we will. I'm sh- I'm sure we will. I'm we I'm sure back. we will. We I'm will sure back. we will. <laughs> we will be back. This has been really, really exciting. And um, the little bit of work that we would love from you is a bit of feedback. Like, it, it really matters to us that, that what we do here, our whittling on and our chats with guests, actually really does resource you in your youth ministry. So, so how are people going to be able to get their lovely pen and fill in the feedback form? What's yeah. that equivalent? Don't use a pen. Because uh, it'll make a terrible mark on your screen <laughs> or phone. Um, but we'd love you to, well, the, the, the highest form of feedback, if it's positive, would be like a podcast review oh. on Apple Podcasts or whatever your you podcast provider. My mind went somewhere else. Really? I was, I was thinking you're going to say like, send us song of vouchers. Oh. You know, Amazon, like it gives, I was just thinking we we're, were going for gifts. No, don't send us stuff. No, don't send us stuff, people. No, don't. Stop it. Stop it now. Don't. Okay. So it's online. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you could send us an email that would be really helpful and And just and just tell us what you thought of this season and don't hold back don't just tell us the nice things maybe do a sandwich yes do the the sandwich so we're prepared so you say something nice jesus loves you and then do the horrible bit good job because i don't really and then do the nice ending but it's okay we'll spend eternity together and i'll go over my hd of you by then yeah perfect exactly that you've just done a template (laughs) rachel or if you can't be bothered with that you can send us like a tweet or something um at youthscape Mm -hmm. um but if you want to email us sorry the email is podcast at youthscape.co.uk if you really liked this season and you don't have any feedback, but you just want to demonstrate your love, don't send us a gift, but you could uh, support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash youthscape. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It is. It's, it's a funny old spelling, isn't it? Funny old word. Mm-hmm. But feels like, Patreon feels like it might be one of those New Testament Greek words that I you pull out in a so. sermon. It, do, it does feel like that, doesn't it? Oh, yes. The word Paul uses there is actually Patreon, which means... <laughs> To support, donate to youth podcast. podcast. My daughter the other day, I recently discovered that the word flu comes from the word influenza. Mm. And she's been naming all of her toys influenza because she thinks that's a lovely name. So there we go. It's important to know where words come from. So you can rate, review, and subscribe. We would love it if you would subscribe oh, to yes. the Escape Podcast. That's also important. If you want to give us a star rating. Yeah, only if it's a good one. Only if it's a good one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So absolutely, we, we absolutely loved bringing this to you. And we'd love to know how this new setup has gone down for you. Now, I would like to butt in here because I don't know whether you noticed, but partway through, through this new season, uh, my friend, my dear friend Martin Saunders, launched a book. So we were joking about the fact you wrote it in lockdown and launched it in lockdown but the reality is it means that we've not been able to do a big book launch we've not been able to throw you a party martin no. we've not been able to do any of those things that normally we would do so it's another reminder to get hold of we are satellites it's an absolutely brilliant book it is the book of the film it is a book that's a pre um a, to prepare young people for the satellites festival but mostly to get them excited about that vision of putting god at the center of their lives it is an excellent book you can get it online you can get it from the youthscape or store and get it from any places that sell good books so do make sure you get hold of a copy oh thanks rachel you are welcome pass that just push the 20 quid to just push it closer that's closer. very kind i've got it now thank you thank you 
Just had to undermine it at the end. <laughs> I did. Didn't you? you, Mr. Hot and Holy. Uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, should we just mention a couple of other things that we've done in the last kind of few months as well, which we'd love you to take a look at. Uh, do take a look at the Youthscape website for all manner of fun things. One thing we created during this last few months is a, a series of curriculum resources called Together Apart. Uh, and uh, the seven in the second series, they are curriculum designed for use on um, uh, sort of socially distanced youth work, but also online, but also they'd work in any sort of other youth, youth work context. The idea is they're fully adaptable mm -hmm. for the current uncertainties. Um, and so they run through seven kind of themes of the Christian life, which coincidentally may tie into the themes of the festival um but there's like videos that go with each one it's a brilliant resource it's completely free and you can get it from the escape store that is wonderful that is wonderful so i think i mean the moment amy presses stop i'm in that car going yeah. back north and yeah. i'm going to be leaving you dear ones behind and just to remind everyone you love the north and i do know where preston is yeah the northwest not the northeast yeah it's very good oh, and the weather there is often clement it is yeah that's right yeah mr stephen mitchell actually it is quite clement yeah the weather up at there. times <laughs> at times i actually listen listeners i was banned from talking about preston and banned about mentioning rain yeah. <laughs> that was my one commitment and was the like, people sign on the dotted line yeah. that you will not mention the weather in preston but it's been fun it's been so fun we're doing that thing now where we don't we stop don't talking because if we stop we talking it'll be over <laughs> be over oh it just needs a short sharp shock doesn't it okay goodbye everyone <laughs>